Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast, episode 211 for Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host, social media chair, and apparently the Marco Stunt of the Codex Prime Podcast, Carl (laughs) Bird. What's happening, everybody? Man. Okay. All right. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, ultimate burial that you have in store for the UWO uh, podcast. Um, apparently, uh, just to give the listeners some context, apparently you had a uh, uh, Dave uh, Lagreca from Busted Open. Dave yep, from Busted Open. Apparently, burying uh, Kyle and Eddie for not listening to the Busted Open podcast. Um, and apparently they did not take too kindly to the burial, and they buried you six feet underground, man. Well, that's because they—that's because they're just jealous. They're jealous because Dave LeGrecker loves company. He loves him. He's a big fan of you. And his own words. I mean, I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, it's, it's great to get a shout out from you know a well-known wrestling podcaster, but um, I will say that. Uh, if you're the Marco stunt of the Codex Prime podcast, and that makes me either Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy, and they're both awesome, so I'll take it, you know. So I like Marco stunt though. Marco stunt is just bigger, hilarious. I mean, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Marco stunt too. He's hilarious, especially when he does the Fortnite floss. I mean, when he does the floss too. Yeah. I'm like, yo, he really just looks like a little kid doing it, and it's just, it's hilarious to me. Yeah. You know, you know, and and I will say like if if uh, AEW had like a trios championship, I'd give it to the Jungle, uh, to the Jurassic Express like right away because you know they're a dope team. Um, but uh, but apparently if the UWO is listening, uh, Carl has an ultimate burial. Uh, oh, is, they know. Yep, that is brutal. They know. Um, they can know. You, can you give us a timetable of when this ultimate burial will unfold? You never know. Oh. It's just gonna drop. Okay, okay. Can't... Oh, and Lucy, Brian Lucy ain't off the hook either. Oh, okay. Apparently, I think he buried you in, in, in this week's episode. Yeah, of yeah, his, yeah, but his wasn't bad. Like, he tried to hint that he wasn't. He was like, oh, I don't know. But that means he did. So then he did. I'm like, you know what? That wasn't even that bad. It was because of the whole Dave LaGreca thing. Right. Yeah. But those motherfuckers is ungrateful. <laughs> they is ungrateful. Because I got Dave LaGreca to say, you know what? That He said that he was going to listen to the UWO. Right, he did say you that. You got the host. I got the host of the number one sports show on Sirius XM. Mm, that's the right. The number one wrestling show. Mm-hmm. The number one wrestling talk show. To say that he will listen to them. Yeah. Yep. And so good came out of that, and it benefited them. But they want to do that to me, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and of and of course, if the UWO is listening, uh, as Carl is uh, want to remind you, he is the the UWO's daddy. So. And you damn straight. I was, oh, oh, you just gave me an idea for that. Oh. 
Okay, okay. So apparently, um, you know, sometimes, you know, as, as the saying goes, spare the rod, spoil the child, or spoil the children in this case. So apparently UWO might, might have to brace themselves uh, once the switch is, uh, once the switch, uh, you know, falls upon them, if you will. You know, it's like when your parents say, hey, go in the bushes and get that switch. Well, ain't talking whoa, about... Whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey. Ain't talking about Nintendo. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Don't bring me to a dark place, okay? Hey, hey, I remember those days, too. So, you know, yeah, it's it's not, pre it's not pretty. He probably was Nigerian. He ain't pulling no punches. Nah, I went in with the thorn bushes, you know, just scraped all the thorns off. Probably left one or two there, maybe, because it stung like a motherfucker, but... <laughs> well, at least he didn't soak it in water and just break two up, and then next thing you know, just oh. skin disappeared. Oof, that's excessive, man. I, I, thankfully, I didn't go through that. Uh, but but yeah, man, uh, we got some, we got a couple people in the chat. We got Stuber. Uh, hey, what's up, man? Thank you for joining us. Uh, yes. What I'm up, Stuber? Yep, repping repping. Uh, you know, pop stew with with a t-shirt there. Uh, and yes, um, I am on my Morpheus from the Matrix kick right now. Welcome to the real world. Um, and we also got Raymond Leonard in the chat, in the chat as well. How's it going, man? Shout uh, out to Raymond Leonard. He showed us mad love the other day too. So that's my guy. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah, man. Um, you know we're back once again. It's t just just took a week off just to chill. Now we're back on our grind. Um, got some stuff, some stuff brewing, some stuff to talk about. We got we, we could talk a bit about you know what we've been up to. Talk a bit about wrestling. Uh, speaking of which, that ridiculous uh, horror show that was Extreme Rules. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Here's my take on that. The matches itself were actually good. They were. They were like like Sasha and Oscar. Yeah. That was my match of the night, except the ending. Ending, the yeah. ending. I get why they did it, mm -hmm. but it was just. I think it was a good concept, poorly executed. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of felt like like I, I saw I, I saw a comment in, in a squared circle Reddit, um, and it, and it, and it hit the nail on the head where it said that the ending of Sasha versus. Asuka, it felt like WCW 2000 levels of booking. Like, it just felt way overbooked. Yeah, it was like, I get it, because it was something like you wanted to keep Asuka strong because she's such a strong personality. Mm -hmm. But yet, somehow you wanted to bring a little bit of controversy and somehow, some way, get the belt off of her. Yeah. But although she's you know, WWE did confirm, like, she's still the champ. Yeah. So, so it's like, I get it, but it was like, like I said, great concept, poorly executed. The yeah. eye for an eye. Oh, my God. Oh. Let me ask you this. The match was going good, correct? It was. It was a, it was a solid match. All right, you was, and a lot of this, is kind of, a lot of this came from Busted Over, because I was really interested in hearing about what uh, Bully Ray had to say about it. Yep. Um, the eye for an eye, was it, did it strike your curiosity to say, your eye for an eye, have it, and the loser has, loser, the you know, winner of the match has to take the other guy's eye out? How the hell are they going to pull that off? 
that got you curious to see, you like, you know what, I just got to see this shit. Am I right? It did. It had me there. Because I wanted to see... Wait, go ahead. Yeah, because I wanted to see, because I heard, like, um, rumors that it was going to be, like, a CGI effect blended in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you're curious to see how they were going to do that. And so, now here's my thing. I thought the match was very solid. Did it need to be an eye for an eye match? One, two, three. No, no. it didn't. No, it didn't. It would have been fine if it was just a no DQ match. Yeah, yeah. If 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 it was a no DQ match, or like if um, I think um, and I, I was listening to like um, some other uh, another wrestling podcast. I was listening to Solid Monster Sounds Off, like his review wow. of of our show, and yeah. um, and he and he actually had a good idea like how it could have ended, like it could have like instead of like having that eye for an eye, like like you actually see like like a gumball basically pop out of Rey Mysterio's eye basically, or a pokeball as Brian says in the chat. Um, yeah. I would. I mean, it would have been better. And, and Solid Monster brought this up. If if like Dominic came out at the end and actually begged Seth Rollins, like, hey, hey, don't don't take my father's eye out. I'll join you. I'll join your cult. I'll join your group. Just just leave my father alone. And if it ended yeah. that way, then I would have been fine with it. But, yeah, I agree with that one too. I agree with that one too. It's just like they needed to do something drastic because remember, Rey Mysterio's contract was up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not. So a, he was on a he was like on a week to week handshake deal at this point. Mm-hmm. So they needed to do something drastic to write him off TV. Yeah. With Dominic, with Dominic, you know, joint like joining. Let's say we, they would have went with that. Yeah. They would have had to keep. They would have had to have kept him kept him around. Yeah. Signed Dominic, and we don't know how ready Dominic is as mm. far as his training goes. Uh, yeah. So that could have been a huge liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the last thing that WWE needs right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, all right, yeah, it was bad. So I just didn't, but. I understood it, so that's why I'm not liking such a huge outrage like 90% of the wrestling world right now. Um, Bully Ray also brought up an interesting point, too, when it came to the Swamp Match. Mm. Yes, Swamp Match, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't in love with. I thought, I thought it was, I, I wasn't anything special, but it wasn't terrible. I got, well, that, I was kind of in and out of it, too, because, like, there was, like, stuff going on at the house, and then 90 Day was on as well. Mm-hmm. Um... He said, he said this, the Boneyard match was very good, correct? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And it was like, you know what? Be careful because now whenever they do a cinematic match, it's always going to be compared to that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty- and that hurt. And and not only that, but it'll probably all be also could be compared to the John Cena Bray Wyatt uh, cinematic match from WrestleMania. Exactly, yeah. and that you know, but the thing is, what I like about it is just it just brings so much more depth to the Bray Wyatt character. You think so? There's three, you know, you got the three phases. First of all, I I really liked going back a few weeks. I liked how they set that up when they brought back. The Edo Worlds Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. 
like, he just goes, we have to go back to the beginning. He just comes right back. And I'm like, you know what? I like how they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like a three faces of Foley thing. That yeah. was, what, three eras ago? Yep. yep. You know, there's a whole generation that's never seen any of the faces of Foley. Oh, that's true, yeah. So that's what, you know, you can get, that's how, like, you know, WWE can get away with it nowadays. Because nowadays, nothing is original in wrestling no more. Nothing. Now, they can rehash storylines from, like, generations ago, but think about it. It's generations ago. There's a new generation now that's just not even going to, that's not even going to know about it. Yeah. So it's like you can you know, you can't get away with it. It just all depends on how you execute it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not what you do, but how you do it. Uh, yes. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's that's my, that's my take on it. Okay. Yeah, you know, like um, like I, I thought I thought the one the most interesting thing about the the swamp match was uh how they showed uh Sister Abigail as Alexa Bliss. Like kind of calling back, uh, uh, like apparently Bray Wyatt's uh, perhaps rumored crush on Alexa Bliss, like when they were in that part of that mixed match challenge. You um, mean Braun? No, I mean Braun. I should say when Braun was part, Braun and Alexa were part of that mixed match challenge tag team series, and um, yeah, so apparently there was like some rumors that oh they might have like there were, people are maybe are trying, trying to like ship them, right? Put them like a like a quasi relationship. Um, I thought that was an interesting callback. Um, I, I will I will say though that um, uh, I I did uh, let me see like like I said like 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 the Sasha like Sasha and Oscar was cool um, I I thought that the uh, the opening tag team match with the New Day versus Cesaro and Nakamura I thought that was I thought it was pretty good too I mean especially that yes. double th- that double table powerbomb spot uh, that Cesaro landed on Kofi that was perfectly executed um, yeah that was a great way to get that was a great way to kick off the show yeah. And and thinking about it now, when you look at uh, Nakamura's WWE run, like b- besides the NXT run, which was actually really good, um, I know even though his main roster run isn't anything special, when you think about it, Nakamura has actually been pretty accomplished in the on the roster. Yeah, you really like, think about it, yeah. Yeah, inter- former Intercontinental Champion, former U.S. Champion, and now the current SmackDown Tag Team Champion. Like all he needs is a like the WWE Universal Title or the WWE Championship, and he'd be like a another Grand Slam winner pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's just it's the whole because you gotta remember, he's the business. You gotta be, you, you gotta be the champion. You gotta be able to do the talk shows and all that. When Nakamura is still, still ain't quite there yet. He's gotten better. Yeah. Over time, but. Mm-hmm. Still ain't quite there yet, so it's like you have to look at that from a business pro- business perspective. The Mark, you know, the Mark fanboy love to see. It. I mean, I think, definitely love to see. It. I mean, I would say like there's like other creative ways you can make Nakamura like a face, a face, a popular face of the company without having to learn English. Like just like his his look and his charisma can can really carry it. Like if WWE was really creative, they can present him in a, in a way that can really bring out his strengths. I would say, yeah. um, but um, but I'm also looking at the comments right here, and Brian Loeb says that WrestleMania Nine was better than the horror show at Extreme Rules. 
You know yes. what? You know what? I'm not going to argue with you there. You know what? You know what? I'm going to say, you I'll know agree. what? Unpopular opinions. I'll agree. <laughs> I'll agree. I actually liked WrestleMania 9. I mean, I mean, as, as a kid, yes. I mean, yeah, it, but but looking at it now, like you 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 know how terrible <laughs> WrestleMania nine is. Definitely, if not if not the worst WrestleMania, definitely in the top five worst WrestleManias of all time. I mean, because you have Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. You had uh, let me see, you had Bret Hart versus Yokozuna, which turned into Hulk Hogan versus Yokozuna, and Hulk Hogan won the WWE Championship without putting Bret Hart over. It, it, it was weird. It, it was just a and, yeah. and also Jay, yeah, also the, the great Jim Ross in a toga, which is probably the best thing about WrestleMania Nine to be honest. But, no, 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 no. Because you got Bobby Heenan coming in with the camel and busting his ass all over. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay, correction. Maybe second best uh, thing about WrestleMania right. Nine. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the harsh or extreme rules, man. It, it definitely, definitely a, 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 a not a good pay per view by any stretch. But no. but um, no, but but I've, I've, I mean I, I mean I was gonna say like, I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say like I've seen worse. I've seen worse pay per views than that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Absolutely, because like I said, what's safe to me? My saving grace was the. The matches itself, the wrestling itself, wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. And like you said, it was just those dumb endings that really undermined yeah. everything. That's what, yeah, that's what hurt it. So that's why I really wouldn't call it the worst, the worst, because we have seen worse. I mean, I've only saw highlights, and then there was that UW World pay per view that they had after again. You got to watch Dark Side of the Ring that they had in. Was Caesar's Palace or the no MGM Grand? This was back in like '95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were doing up the arena matches before COVID made it cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was because nobody literally bought money, bought paid money to see it. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, that was it. That was the horror show at Extreme Rules, or rather, the horrible show at Extreme Rules. Um, looking at the, some of the comments here, uh, John Haponic, uh, friend of the show and supervillain, he says that the Suicide Squad David Ayer cut might be on the way, and it would have won even more Oscars. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know how you can improve Suicide Squad. Uh, and, and, I mean, because it, it, it's a horrible film, John. I mean, you and I both know this. Uh, unless, unless they include, like... Um, African Bombada on the soundtrack whenever Enchantress pop locks. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. Planet Rock. Oh, what's up? No, 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 don't disrespect Planet Rock. Hey, Planet Rock's classic. I'm just saying. You gotta do Ollie and Jerry's. Ain't no stopping us. <laughs> Break. Oh man, should we have like a CGI broom in there too? Should we just kind of like summon? Um. Let me see. Also, some other comments here. Uh, Brian says that he's taking a WWE break after Extreme Rules. Um, I don't, understandable. Understandable. And and hey, you know, shout out shout out to the UWO because they watch Raw and SmackDown so that you don't have to. So, so you should thank them for doing okay. what needs to be done. Um, I, I usually catch the end of it because I miss like most of it because I'm going to because I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. So then I just watch the I watch the. Uh, 
I watched the rest of it. All right. Uh, let's see. We also have a uh, uh, Furman in the chat, the number one hater. Uh, uh, He's your number one hater. Yeah. That's my dude. <laughs> yeah, my number one hater right here. Um, don't hate on the chin beard. The chin beard is glorious. You know, uh, the chin beard is impeccable. You know, the chin beard. Uh, it, it, it's like it's like it, it cuts through. It's, it's it's a chisel that cuts through stone. You know, you know, don't don't hate on me because I'm beautiful. Don't hate on me because I'm bad and beautiful like Kirk Douglas. All right. Let me tell you something right now, Furman. You're hating on my swag. It's all right. You hate me because you ain't me. It's all right. You keep hating because I'm going to keep shining. I shine bright like a diamond in the sky. Hashtag Rihanna. You know that. Anyway, let's move on. To Speaking of which, of all that spew that you just put, all right. What's so up? Remember when I pissed you off and I said that Bulls has no credibility because you did not, they did not have Sylvester's You Make Me Feel Roddy Real in it? Yeah, that was a dumb comment, Carl. I'm, I'm still offended by I that. actually, oh, so my girl had it playing. All right. And then I just kind of like I was I was watching something uh I was watching something on the iPad and I just took it off because she was saying something to me. Mm. Totally heard it. And I'm like, okay, there it is. Oh. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, uh, I, I will say with with uh, with Pose, um, which is a which is a great show. The first two seasons are on uh, Netflix. Um, if 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 y'all if y'all don't know, um, there's a there's a there's a I think is a producer um, on YouTube. Uh, his name is Adam Joseph. And he actually has a remix. Uh, uh, he actually creates remixes based off of like um, quotes um, from audible quotes from like shows like RuPaul's Drag Race and that sort of thing. Um, he has a he has a he took a remix uh, from one of the characters in Pose, um, Electra, uh, where she goes, "Come judge for me." And there's a whole remix that he created, which you can find on YouTube, which is actually pretty dope. It's actually it's actually a, you know a, a pretty cool song. You know, "Come judge for me." Yes, come judge for me. I'm like, I should read that. Yo, check it out. Adam Joseph, come judge for me. It's on YouTube. It's dope. It's fabulous. It's all that. It's all that. It's all that and a bag of chips and a container of cauliflower jalapeno dip from Trader Joe's. It's awesome. What the? Yo, listen, 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 listen. Trader Joe's got them snacks for days. I, I just discovered, uh, which goes very well with corn chips, by the way. I just discovered a new item at Trader Joe's. Cauliflower jalapeno dip. It's delicious. It's divine. And you know what? I would rub it all over my body if I could. It's that good. It's that good. Okay? But I'm telling you, it, it's that it's that good. Listen, listen. Go to Trader Joe's. They they have they have the, they have the A one snack. I mean, you live all the way in like North Smithfield, so I know it's like it's like a day trip for you. But for those of you who live closer to the Warwick area, damn, Rhode Island mindset. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for those who live in the who who live closer to the Warwick area, go to Trader Joe's. They got the A one snacks for days. Stop a shop, they ain't doing it. Target, they ain't doing it. Walmart, they ain't doing it. Shaw's, they ain't doing it. Trader Joe's is A1. It is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship of snacks and grocery food. Let me tell you something right now. Stop a shop, it ain't got nothing. No, can't do it. Trader Joe's, that's where you need to go. All right? 
cauliflower jalapeno dip. Goes well with anything. It goes down easy. It don't come out rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you feel better? You got, you got all that? You got all that? Up to chest now? Yeah, yeah, I got it on my chest, you know. Just, just, had, just had to show out. Just had to show out. Um, uh, Firm has asked me if I'm coming Saturday to an event of some kind. Dude, I don't even know. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. But um, yeah, as, long, as long as there's masks and social distancing protocols, maybe. Maybe. But uh, uh, whatever the event is, I'm not sure what it is. But anyway... Uh, but yes, and Brian Lopes, yes, you do still need that popcorn, that Trader Joe's caramel cheddar popcorn. Let me tell you something. I'm not a religious man, but that cheddar, that caramel cheddar popcorn, when I first tr tried it, like five years ago, it was like a religious experience, man. It, um, it is, it's just mixed popcorn from the popcorn tins. It's all right. You know, those cheap, you know... The gifts that you give people that you, when you're like, okay, I don't know what to get. All right, let's just get them a popcorn, a popcorn tin. That's a low effort. Listen, listen, listen. The Trader Joe's caramel cheddar popcorn, it's 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 well above the class. It's well above the low class of a popcorn tin. All right, a, a, a tin that ends up becoming like like a grandma's sewing kit where she where she puts all the needles and and spool and whatnot. Nah, nah, nah. In other words, some nasty ash butter Danish cookies. Those those cookies are pretty good though. I mean, you can't front on. You'd be ashamed of yourself. Okay. You, the, 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 those the, those Danish cookies, the, the Danish butter cookies, and those tin. You can't front on those, man. You can't front on those. You you dip them in some chocolate. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen, look, look, listen. My taste is eclectic. As a matter of fact, Carl, my taste is cosmopolitan. That's how great it is. It's, it is worldly, okay? It is international. I savor all types of flavors, okay? I don't. I still discriminate. got that name I gave you years ago when you were on the cover of Cosmopolitan. Oh, I I remember that. Yeah, you, 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 you know what? It's all right. It's all right. Listen, listen, listen. You need you need to get on that cosmopolitan taste game right now. And and yes, okay. Brian, I have a supporter in the chat. Brian says, stop hating on popcorn tins, sir. Oh, I literally said that just to just to get a rise out of him. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. He confronted he confronted me about it the other day. <laughs> like, why did he know? popcorn tits. I'm like, just that, no effort. Yes. Listen, I mean, there can be effort. Like, you know, if you, um, if you, if, if you know, like you, you, you tape some, like, like, like a, like a nice thoughtful card to it, like you write something in it or like, or like one of them, one of them, like, you know, that's just to boost it up in one thing. That's just like, all right, I know what to get. So here's a big thing of popcorn that's going to go stale in two days. I mean, I mean, it's a tin. I mean, as long as you keep it sealed, it ain't gonna go stale, you know. It's all right. But, but anyway, you Don't know. Cuss me out in like ten <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, but yeah, man, popcorn tins for the win. But um. Yeah. Oh, and I came across. I posted this uh, headline. Oh yeah. What's Warner up? Brothers has heard you. Oh, they, they heard your rant. Oh, I bet they did. Care to share? Tenet, Christopher mm -hmm. Nolan's Tenet mm -hmm. is postponed indefinitely. Yes, yes. Uh, Christopher Nolan's film, um, which which would have um, 
kicked off the reopenings of theaters nationwide. Uh, Warner Brothers has put that film on the shelf until further notice. Um, it is unfortunate, but it, at the same time, it is the right call to make because at this point, at least in the, in the U.S. anyway, we are nowhere near ready to be opening up movie theaters because we have we have I mean the federal government has handled the the the, the pandemic so poorly that to open up theaters is completely reckless and dangerous. So, you know. I mean, either either it can be delayed indefinitely, or eventually it'll make its way straight to video. Probably not, but but it, I mean, it has to be. It has to, it had to be done, man. I'm sorry it had to happen to Christopher Nolan's film. It was a film I was really looking forward to. I mean, John David Washington and Robert Pattinson, you know, teaming up. I mean, that that's a hell of a team up right there. But you know, we we gotta wait, man, because it's, it ain't safe. It's just people safety's people safety comes first. And going into a movie theater with recirculated air with the Rona, nah, that ain't yeah. a good look. Uh, yeah, uh, it's too risky. I mean, yeah. they should just take take that stream money. Yeah, like Netflix could play a grip for Tenet. And yo, you, you would get like so many new subscribers if Warner Brothers and Netflix worked out a deal. It would be like, yo, Tenet, bam. Or even like HBO. Or if HBO was like, yo. HBO Max, because I mean, they got a, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of the DC stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's some interesting DC stuff as well. Um, also, too. Yeah, like steel. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> I was just looking at Brian's chat. Oh, Brian's comment. Um, yes, get him two. Get him two tins for Christmas, Brian. Uh, but. Um, we have three daughters. We have three daughters who will eat the hell out of that. So go on right in. Hey, there you go. See, it, it, see, put it to good use. Uh, but uh, but speaking of HBO and also uh, DC for a bit, I, I did see that um, apparently Warner Brothers has actually recast uh, Batwoman. Um, so apparently Ruby, yeah. Ro- yeah. So Ruby Rose is no longer uh, going to be reprising her role for season two. So they brought a whole new actress, and in fact a black actress as well, which should be very interesting. I forget I forget her name. I don't have it pulled up, but hey. Uh... Yeah. I uh, yeah, I don't either. My laptop is yeah, it's in the laundry room stuff. Yeah. Tell you I was dead, I was dead up there for this for this episode. So yeah, it's been a long two weeks. Yeah. Um and uh, also with uh, with uh, HBO Max, I actually had a chance to um to uh, finally uh, catch up on some uh, studio Ghibli films that I've always wanted to see for years and never had a chance to. Um, so there's two that I recommend, which are well-known classics. Um, yep. So one is, uh, the classic film, uh, My Neighbor Totoro or Totoro. Uh, My Neighbor Totoro, it's a film that came out in 1988. Um, that's by, uh, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, uh, one of the greatest animators, uh, and writers of all time in the, uh, uh, anime genre. Um, that was a film that really put Studio Ghibli on the map. You know, if you see the, the Totoro character, um, that's actually the, the mascot for Studio Ghibli. And uh, My Neighbor Totoro, it, it, it's a, it's, I, I can definitely see why it's a beloved movie. I really enjoyed it. Like, it put a smile on my face. And what's cool about that film is, like, it's, it's a film about, like, um, uh, these, these, two, these two young girls who are uh, uh, the daughters of this uh, professor. And they both, they all moved to this, uh, this house um, in, in rural 
in some rural village in Japan, and um, and the and the daughters they come across these forest wow. spirits, uh, these forest spirits um, which are led by Totoro, which is like this giant sort of like this roly poly uh, uh, creature, um, which kind of looks like a like a giant plush toy. It, 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 it looks kind of cute. Uh, I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of adorable. And what's cool about the film is that like the the, the, the yeah, like the like the film doesn't have any like there's there's no like super huge like external conflict or anything or or, or like a big villain that's driving the plot. What's cool is it's a, it's like it's kind of like um you're you're watching these you're watching these uh these sisters kind of like you know being awe in these spirits and like and and they have like a mother who's in the hospital and they're trying to trying to find some way to get to her and you know they're interacting with these spirits and like they're kind of like you know just. Just, 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 just living life and like, in, in like with these extraordinary uh, creatures, and there's even like a, a a character in the film called the Cat Bus, which is like a giant cat in the shape of a bus, and it has like nine legs. And it's kind of kind of weird looking, but I thought, hey, that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, I don't right. trust the characters. Oh, what's up? I don't trust the characters. No, no, no. I was don't thinking about googling it. Oh, I was thinking about googling it, but the last time I did that. No, no, no. Like, like, trust me. Like, 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 Studio Ghibli. Like, like, this is a film that you can actually like. Like, it's it's a it's a kids friendly film. So you you can you can show it to you can show it to uh to to your to your girlfriend's kids and and, and I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Like, it's really cool. Um, all, and as with all the other Studio Ghibli films on HBO, there's also a, a Japan the original Japanese dub, uh, Japanese uh soundtrack, and also the English dub. So you can watch it in both versions. Um, it's it's a really nice film, and I can definitely see why it's a classic. I really recommend it. Um, I'm really glad I had I finally had a chance to watch it. Um, I also recommend that and another classic Studio Ghibli film, which is also on HBO Max. It's called uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, that's a that's a classic film. I think that came out in 1989, and uh, that film it's about this uh, this young witch named Kiki, and she like moves to the city. And um, she decides to start up her own delivery service where she's like, she's flying on a broomstick and she's still like delivering packages to people. And uh, the interesting thing about that film is that like, um, like somewhere, somewhere in the middle, she kind of loses her spark. She kind of loses her motivation, like to why, like doing what she does. And the whole film is kind of a bit about like, you know, what happens when you lose your inspiration or when you lose your smile, if you will. And how do you get that motivation to go back and do what you love? You know, like how you rediscover that spark, and that kind of, and that kind of really, that kind of hit me in a different way. I'm like, wow, this is, it's actually a pretty, it's actually resonating with me on a deeper level than I expected. Like, it's a really good film, and that's also another uh, classic from the from the studio. So definitely recommend Kiki, Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, excellent film, um, and of course the animation, as with uh, what my neighbor Totoro is, is superb. Um, like if, if you if for those who aren't familiar with Studio Ghibli's work, you're definitely missing out if you're not. I also recommend like Princess Mononoke, which is my favorite film from the studio, and also Spirit, Spirited Away, which is um, an, an Oscar winner as well. So that's those are two excellent films right there. Um, so yeah, uh, Studio Ghibli's films, their whole catalog is on HBO Max. I'm gonna definitely go back and watch the others um, because they're absolutely incredible uh, works of art. Um, uh, what else? As far as other movies go, um, I actually saw another movie on Netflix, which is new, which um, which is from uh, one of the writers of Insecure. Uh, he directed this film, uh, Prentice Penny, and it's a film called Uncorked. Uh, Uncorked is pretty interesting. It stars um, 
uh, what was a Mamadou, Mamadou something or other, I forget his last name, and uh, Courtney B. Vance. Um, and uh, Uncorked is a, it's a film about this, uh, about this, 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 uh, this young man uh, who wants to be a sommelier. So he wants to be like this wine connoisseur, this wine expert. Um, but his father, played by Courtney B. Vance, you know, he wants his son to take over his, his barbecue business, his barbecue and ribs business, which was passed down to him by his own father, by his grandfather. And so like the whole film is about the, about the ambitions of a son versus the expectations of his dad. And it's a pretty good film. Like I really enjoyed it. Like, um, I really liked the, the, the scenes where like you get to know you, where you get to understand why he's so passionate about wine and there's like a whole bunch of like bunch of facts and like and like different things that you need to know going into wine like from the taste the texture uh you identifying where it's from uh, and when it was made just by text but just by taste and smell alone um how it was processed like a whole, it's like a whole science in and of itself oh yeah yeah, yeah, I have a friend. Yeah, my friend Will Will Blackman, who um, who I do usually do the football camp, whatever. Yeah. He has now. He now has like a wine subscription service. Oh. Okay. Called the wine MVP, the wine MVP, where I think you pay. I forgot how much a month, but you get two like freshly made classic wines that he's hand mm-hmm. set to your door every month. Nice. Okay. Yeah, like I was, I was actually thinking about joining one of those wine clubs, um, because I know like, uh, Barnes and Noble, like they have like they they send me like a hundred dollar like gift card for like some wine subscription. And I was thinking about it, you know, because like I'm I'm more of like a I'm I'm more of like a white wine person, but I like red wines too, um, you know, like for me like like whatever tastes good, I'll I'll try, but like I'm by no means a wine connoisseur, so it'd be kind of cool to kind of kind of you know, explore that a little bit. And also, what's cool about yeah, um, I'll send you. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll send you the info on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like to check that out. Um, and and also, it's cool. Also, what's cool about uh, the film Uncorked is that um, there's also um, uh, also uh, also a friend of the friend of the show, Afton, is uh, texting me trying to trying to get on the uh, the group chat here for uh, Codex Prime uh, to, to watch our episode. Um, but yeah, well, it's cool. Like there's like different scenes where like, uh, because it's centered on around food, like there's so many, there's different scenes where you get to see how lovingly crafted his father makes the, prepares like the barbecue ribs and how he cuts them and seasons them and just like bathes them in all, like all different types of, of barbecue sauce. And I was like, damn, man, I can sure go for a plate of ribs and a glass of wine, man. That's like the ultimate combination right there, man. You know? Yeah. No, well, well, mine's good. Like, like, like you have like a nice, nice tall glass of Pinot Grigio, you know, or, or some Riesling, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or like it, or like a 1962 Sauvignon Blanc, and you, you put that in with some, um, with some, with some, with some baby back, you know, short ribs, you know, just like just slides off the bone, and you wash it down with some nice with wine. A golden monkey. Golden yeah. monkey bit. I mean, I mean, I mean, beer, beer is fine. I mean, for, for, um, you know, for the, uh, for the working class fellow. But if, but if, but if you're, but if you're, if you're a person of, 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 of refined, uh, uh, taste, um, someone who's more adventurous, uh, with, with one's palate, if you will, um, then wine is the way to go. Um, but yeah, wine and, wine and ribs, man. You, you, you can't, you can't beat that combination. I mean, beer, 
beer beer is fine if if you're into like you know if you got like the fast food palate, but but wine. No, is no, spoils, you can. You know. There's beer connoisseurs out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, there's, like, Steve Weiser's and all that, you know, Spig of Beer for the Working Man and all that cool, good stuff, yeah, you know. Cool. No, I still have yet to try the uh, Broken Skull IPA. Furman. Um, you know, like, I've I've tried IPA, well, it might have been the IPA I tried. Like, I tried an IPA once, and I, I'm not, I don't know, it's an acquired taste for me. I'm, I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, I'm not an IPA, I'm not usually an IPA fan, but, you know, you gotta try, you gotta, you gotta try it, baby. Yeah. That that's what I that's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta do stuff for the experience. Yeah, true. Um, well, although like sometimes like you be put you be putting your health at, at like unnecessary risk, man, with some of the ungodly concoctions that you've you've been eating. <laughs> like a fast food lasagna, man. Really, really, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> I haven't had it since, and that was what two years ago. You probably shortened yeah, your lifespan by two years. Like, no, it was about yeah over a year ago. Yeah. It was over. It was over a year ago because that was when me and my girl started dating. Yeah, man. Haven't done it. Haven't done it since. Haven't done it since. Yeah, man. I I I I couldn't do that. You know, like um, you know, cause cause you know my my vessel is a temple, and I can't defile it with with fast food and franken food. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it, man. I was, I mean, I can, I can say I did it. I can just move on now because I can say I did it. But um, yeah. let me see. Let's get into some this or that. Okay, this or that is very good. And also, uh, I'm gonna start with. Hmm. All right. All right. Um, oh, while you're thinking about it, uh, shout outs. Oh, to, I got it. Oh, oh, Go real, ahead. oh real quick. Uh, uh, shout outs to Jamel Hill from Jamel Hill, Hill is Unbothered because uh, uh, she was the originator of the this or that on her podcast. So that's where I got the idea. So giving credit where credit is due. Her podcast is awesome too. So check it out. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with the video game on the video game tip, and that's only because I'm looking at my collection. All right. Death Stranding. God of War. Uh, God of War 2018. Yeah. Oh, God of War 2018. Over Death Stranding, really? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like Death Stranding is a good game. Um, I, I really enjoy it. But, um, but I, I got, I gotta give it up to. Uh, oh, God of War. To God of War, because God of War, like, it's a. Uh, God of War 2018. Like, it, it's, it's, it's yeah. a, it's oh, a, it's a better. Oh, God of War 2018. Oh, I've got an echo here. It's a better story. Uh, it has stronger characters, in my view. Um, and like, like it's a game that I, I can go back to and play more. Uh, it has more replay value for me than Death Stranding does. Ah, uh, I can agree with that one. Yep. Alright, your turn. Hit me. Alright. Uh, Alright, let, let me think. Let me think. Um, uh, also, oh, real quick, just a, just a quick technical check. Are we still live? Yeah. Okay, good. For some reason, like, it just, like, on my end, it just like closed like the live window and it went straight to like the safety video page. So let me just okay, mute that. Yeah, we still good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and okay, good. For some reason, like it just like okay, okay. Here's here's what this or that. Um. All right. 
Spider-Man uh, 2018 for the PS4 or Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. How did I knew you was I knew you was going to pick those two. I knew it. Man. Yeah. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Spider-Man. I that just way yeah. too much I got way too much sentimental that game has way too much sentimental value. Yeah, I'll say like you've been in that game like what three times? Same same amount of times I beat Uncharted Four. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, Spider Man is, is an excellent game. I would say like it's definitely one of the best superhero games ever made, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Movie death. Okay. Superhero movie death. Okay. Logan, Wolverine, and Logan. Uh huh. Or Iron Man in that game, and you cried at both. Uh, well, I, I didn't cry at Logan. I didn't cry, but I felt it. I, I felt it in here though. There was a person in my in my screening who cried. He was sobbing uncontrollably. Um. Oh man. Oh man. That's that's actually harder than I than, than than I than I thought. Okay, Tony Stark in Endgame or or Wolverine or Logan in in Logan, the death scene. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Tony Stark, man. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Tony Stark in Endgame because as impactful as 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 Logan's death was in that film. Um, for me, that because that really symbolized because they both symbolize the uh, encapsulate the end of an era, you know these right. these actors who have played these uh, characters for well over a decade, like like um, like Robert Downey Jr. playing it for like 12 years, Hugh Jackman playing it for almost 20. Um, but 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 Tony Stark's and death and Endgame really hit me because because um, for 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 many years like across the MCU we've been deprived. Of, of of major deaths and and like major surprises in that in that respect so it felt like it felt like like marvel was always always copping out um but but that that death scene like really counted and um and man like i i i i, I cried man when i watched it in the theaters i cried when i watched it at home on blu-ray and to me that's a testament of how powerful uh that 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 moment was and how and, and all the build-up that led up to it so i gotta go with tony stark in endgame man you know what's another thing about that too what's that he didn't say a word he did not he died with his eyes open yeah and 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 it was the perfect uh the perfect uh uh, uh ending ending quote like you know i am inevitable and i am iron man God, that was incredible. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, this or that. Um, let's let's see here. Um, trying trying to think trying to think of a good one. All right. Um, okay. Let me think. Let me think. This or that. Um, okay, I'm thinking of here's a here's a wrestling one. Here's 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 a wrestling one. Uh, okay. Um, 
wrestling one. Oh, okay. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey at uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, or Sasha Banks versus Bailey, uh, their Iron Woman match at NXT Takeover Respect. Both both matches from 2015, both in my view, two of the best women's matches in WWE history. I'm gonna go with the Iron Woman match. Okay. Okay. And you wanna know some? The day I watched that match mm-hmm. was the day I was a guest spot. I was I did my first guest appearance mm-hmm. on the Codex Prime podcast. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, you are. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that, I gave it that, that one took it for me, especially with the addition of um, Sasha playing to Izzy. Yeah, yeah, when she took her headband and threw it back at her, uh, the, crowd yeah. was, the crowd was not having no. it. <laughs> yeah. Heat, heat, heat. Oh, yeah, um, that's a good one. Um, uh, for me, I, I would actually go with... Um, uh, they're both close in quality, but I actually watched, got had a chance to watch both of them recently. Um, I would go with uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey at Brooklyn. Um, um, what's that? Really? Okay. Um, People I, still lighting fireworks. Uh, in North damn it! Get it together, Rhode Island. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I would go with Sasha Banks and Bailey at, at Brooklyn because I think I thought that told a really good story of like. Bailey being the ultimate uh, babyface underdog, who like always always came so close to the championship, but never could quite obtain it. And then like Brooklyn was like now or never. And then you had Sasha come out with that with that bo- that boss entrance and that Escalade with the with the security guards who lifted her up into the ring. That was that was really dope. And then you had like that poison Rana spot that uh, I think B- Bailey hit on Sasha, which was incredible. Um, it, it was an absolute barn burner of a contest, and they they received the standing ovation and well deserved. But you can't go okay. wrong with other one. I got one. Okay. This or that. All right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Oh boy. Okay. Or Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh boy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which turd smells the smells the least bad? Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer on this one. Yeah, I, I I cannot I cannot I just cannot with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Um, even when I was a kid, I said that man, this shit is whack, and it's it's, it's whacker now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like. Uh, no, I, I can't do it. Like Rise of the Silver Surfer, it has it actually has a degree of polish to it. Um, even though Galactus is literally a cloud. Uh, but but yeah, man, Rise of the Silver Surfer wins this one, man. I, I cannot in good conscience put Ninja Turtles 3 over it by any means. Oh man. Um and as we're going on, do we have any uh, uh new comments uh in, in the chat? Uh Yep, you got Afton saying that Hollow Knights is the best movie. Thumbs up. No, 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 it's not Afton. No. She says you missed Big Crying. And then as of this last this or that, mm-hmm. they both suck. And then shout out, oh, my cousin, my cousin Jordan. Mm-hmm. This or that for adult cartoons. Boondocks or Rick and Morty? 
Oh, the Boondocks. Boondocks. Boondocks, no question. I mean, Rick and Morty. Um, I've I've actually watched the first two seasons of Rick and Morty, and and it, it is an enjoyable show, but it's a case where kind of like Star Wars. Um, Rick and Morty has such a top. I mean, well, there's a huge, there's a significant portion of the Rick and Morty fan base which is so goddamn toxic that it actually ruins my enjoyment of the show, and and also the show itself. Like, I think a lot of fans take the wrong lessons from Rick and Morty. Like, like, like the character of Rick is a complete asshole. He's amoral. He's completely cynical. You're not meant to like him, and you're not meant to think that he's cool. But there's a lot of people who who think that Rick's mindset is cool, and they try to apply that shit to real life. And if you try to apply Rick's mindset in real life, you're a fucking douchebag, and you deserve to get the t- taste out of your goddamn mouth. So okay, I can't, I cannot, I, I, I cannot do that. I got okay. a rebuttal for that. Okay. MJF. You know what? I'm gonna say this about MJF. You know, like I can see like how like old older school wrestling fans will be like, oh, you know, MJF, he's so great. He's 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 at, at upholding the tradition of living your gimmick. I will I would not be at all surprised if that is how MJF really is. If if he's just a total asshole and he's just and he's just hiding behind the cover of his gimmick. And, and 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 you know not, not and you know not to take it to a more serious not to take it to a more serious uh and, and skeevy skeevy thing, but let's look at Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan was a fucking scumbag, and I, and you know what I've never liked Joey Ryan. He and he's an in, he's an industry embarrassment to professional wrestling. He's the he's the the dick boy, and the fact that he's been that he that the speaking out movement outed him rightfully so. Like, yo, and the fact that, yo, Joey Ryan, not only did he play a shitty character, he was a shitty person in real life. So, you know what? That's not saying that MJF is on the same level, but I wouldn't be surprised. My point is, I'm not going to be surprised if MJF is a real asshole, too. It would not surprise me in the slightest. Okay, well, I've seen MJF break character. So. All right. But, as far as living the gimmick, on Cameo, he charges $600. For him just to do like a 30 second shout out. Okay. So, so I go to his profile because I'm curious. I'm like, did somebody actually pay that much for it? Okay. And somebody did. And they can, you can actually like publicly post your shout outs and stuff. They give you that option to do so. Mm-hmm. He did, and I paid it. Wait. Here you go. You paid MJF? What's up, Scooby Dooby douchebag? I know you want to have a match. You want to have a match with MJF? Go one on one. Well, here's the thing. That's not going to happen. Allow me to tell you why. It's because you, sir, are a Mark fanboy who got lost in a party city and picked out the cheapest costume they could have. I, on the other hand, am a top tier professional athlete. You wouldn't stand a chance against me. You don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of it, but you're going to die alone and a virgin and not even please will mourn your death. Good day, sir. Who was that throwing it to? Was that throwing it to you? No. 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 But I ain't got $600 for that. Somebody paid $600 for that. Well, whoever that person is, I hope that they're obscenely wealthy. If not, then, then, you know, damn. No. No. You just wasted. You just burned $600. You just burned, like, part of a month's rent. You burned grocery money, whoever you are. And you should be ashamed is what I'm going to say. $600 for that. 
six hundred dollars. I yep. mean, and, and in these days and times, you cannot be wasting money. I mean, that's that's toilet paper money right there. Okay, that, that, that's you know what, six hundred dollars. You you can buy you can buy one one premium can of Lysol disinfectant wipes. All right, on the black market. You just we just burned money for nothing, man. Come on, whoever you are. Oh I just looked at that. Just somebody just put the wow emoji, the wow reaction for that. Yeah, that that's all. That's all you can really say. Oh man! Uh, all right. Uh, whose turn is it to this or that? It's your turn, right? Yep, it's my turn. Um, Go ahead. Yep. Oh, and also. Okay. Uh, also, uh, shout-outs to a friend of the show, Afton. Um, Harlem Nights is, is a complete garbage fire. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying it really is. But that actually... Yeah, I, can use some, I can use $600 just to cut somebody out. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can use $600, too. But, um, but that gives me an idea. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, um, let me see. A, a this or that for Eddie Murphy. Let, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think on it. Let me think on it. All right. Um, okay. Let me, let me think. What, which, which Eddie Murphy, which Eddie Murphy movie do you like more? This or that? Life with Martin Lawrence Mm -hmm. or Boomerang? Life or Boomerang? Oh, okay. One movie you got my guess, and then the other one you got the Yeah. When Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I want somebody to sing that at my funeral. Hey, man. What's up in that motherfucking go to upper Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it stinks so good. <laughs> Grace Jones. <laughs> oh, God, that movie still scares me to this day. Oh, man. Grace Jones is awesome, though. She freaking creeps me the fuck out. She is scary. Oh, she's scary, but it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm she's one of three women. She's one of three women that scare me. Mm. Oh. It's her. Mm-hmm. My mother. Okay. Um, I'm still scared to tell my mother no to this day. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Marshall Warfield. Oh, yeah, Marshall Warfield. I mean, Night Court. I mean, Keenan Ivory Wayne's parody of her on the In Living Color. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but, but you got... Oh, uh, man. Uh, I, wanna, I probably got to go with Light just because, like, Boomerang does get serious towards the end because, you know, the love story and everything where, you know, life is pretty much just comedy from beginning to from beginning to end. Well, life had its dramatic moments, too. It got serious at points. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, like, Boomerang was more consistently dramatic towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where life was just like, it started on a funny note, ended mm-hmm. on a funny note. Yeah. And then, then you had. Yeah, a... so I, I probably I have to go with life. That was a hard one, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, man, I had to come oh, up with okay. a challenging okay. one. Anime one. 
Anime. Anime? Okay. Got, got an anime this or that. And and also for those in the chat, feel free to drop your responses as well. Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Or Akira. Ooh. Ooh, man. Uh. Oh, I, I, I'd go with Akira on, on that one. Akira? Yeah, I mean, because because they're they're both they're both really good films. Um, but Akira for me was a stronger of the two anime features. Um, Akira for me had like the better had the more impactful uh, post apocalyptic story. Um, and although I, I really do like uh, the, some of the, many of the concepts in Ghost of the Ghost in the Shell, like the cyberpunk aesthetic and the whole like consciousness in like in a computer system, and how influential it was to the Matrix as well. Um, but I gotta go with Akira. Uh, but that, but I, that that is a solid uh, uh, a contest. All right. Okay. I respect that. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, let me see. Let me, yeah. All right. Let me think of it this or that. And and for for all of those who have who have uh, um, responses or ideas in the comments, uh, do let us know. Um, yeah, plugs of Cowboy Bebop. Hmm. You know, I, I really haven't seen Cowboy Bebop, but I've seen only like vignettes of Eon Flux on MTV, Liquid Television, back in the, way back in the day. Um, so oh, I, really, I remember that. Yeah, so I really can't um, can't re- I can't really answer that one. Um, well, well, let me let me th- let me think let me think of a uh, of a of a this or that right here. Uh, ooh, I just, oh, I just I just got here with you. Um, ooh. Uh, uh, here's a, here's a, a hip hop one, a music one. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, or To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. Very good, but me personally, I would have to go with To Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. Okay. That, not... that one stood in my that one stood in my car for a long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just I appreciated that one more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay. Movie one. American Gangster, no question. Really? Overhooded? Oh yeah, definitely. American Gangster was the the superior film. Uh, better direction, um, uh, uh, better better realized uh, uh, fictionalized versions of, of the characters. Frank, I mean, the story of Frank Lucas is a is a pretty fascinating one in and of itself. And yeah, Denzel, I love that. Oh yeah, Denzel Washington, Ridley Scott directing, Russell Crowe, um, and also like the supporting cast, like they all brought their A game. Um, also, uh, one of Ruby D's final performances as well. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great, great film. And I, and I really like the visual style of it, too. It felt like a 70s film, uh, like filmed in the 70s, like all brought brought to 2007. So it was pretty dope. Yeah, because as you know, the, the movie, it looked dusty. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just looked dusty, but it's like, you get it. Yeah. Like, like it, if you really felt the scene, you felt... It's like you felt the visual. Yeah. Kind of cut. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Like, really yeah. 
Yeah, like you really felt like that 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 time period, like the seventies, like grimy uh, New York City. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. You, yeah. you, you do get it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and hit me one, because I got another one for you. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, it's my turn? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. All right, here's another, here's another one. Um, let, me th- let, me th- let me think of a movie one right here. All right. Uh... Movie one. Um, Making John upon it. Oh, what what did he say? The the air cut for Suicide Squad for the Snyder Cut Justice League. (laughs) Uh, How about neither? Um, Justice League, that Snyder Cut's going to be four hours. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. I ain't gonna sit through it because like the, the original Justice League was not good, um, and I don't see how a four-hour cut's gonna improve matters. But um, you know, th- th- there are people that that you know they're gluttons for punishment out there apparently. Yeah, I sat there while I watched Halloween Havoc '98 all over again. Hmm. Still playing. Oh man! Oh oh, that that gives me an idea. Here's one. Okay, um, Halloween Havoc '98 or ECW's December to Dismember. Shit. <laughs> Two of the worst pay-per-view wrestling pay-per-views that you will ever see. Um, if you have better things to do with your time, and if you're a wrestling fan, please do something else. Don't go out of your way to watch Halloween Havoc '98 or December to December from 2006. But if but if you had to pick one to I, I watch, watched them both. I, well, okay, okay, if you had to pick I one, watched to watch, them both. But, yeah. Whew, but, I watched them both recently. God damn. And I I gotta say. It's a hard I gotta one, go to Halloween Havoc '98 for more for comedic reasons for comedic purposes. I mean, I mean, Hogan. to this level was just bad. But I mean, Halloween Havoc '98 was bad, but you still got a good laugh out of it. I mean, yeah, it was a complete train wreck. Like, like Hogan versus Warrior, like, like the botched fire paper spot. That's um, the laugh. Yeah, just like it, it was like Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it really yeah, happened yeah. in that match. Uh, um, Athlete says the help for Hidden Figures. Oh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures was the better film. Uh, uh, plus, Hidden Figures, you know, I really liked the the fact that um, it was based on you know, like three a true story three um. Uh, three uh, uh, black women who are NASA mathematicians. Uh, speaking of which, one of them, the late, great uh, Catherine uh, Johnson, recently passed away. Um, I was just getting ready to ask that. Yeah, uh, play, famously played by Taraji P. Henson. Um, the, so Hidden Figures is a good film. I, I like that more than The Help. The Help, um, the Help has it has very good performances, but it does fall under, the, other, under that whole white savior trope where um, the, the film is really centered on... Um, Emma Stone's character, and it should and it should have been centered centered more so on like the actual health of domestic workers, 
and I felt like the help was way too safe for its subject matter. Like it, it didn't really, it didn't really show like the, the 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 gritty reality and at times the horrors of that line of work, especially in like Jim Crow era America. So the film really needed a more realistic and more stronger approach uh, than than what we it, got. Didn't Octavia Spencer get an Oscar for that, like Best Supporting Actress? She did. She did. Oh. She, yeah, which and big up to Octavia Spencer because like I really like her. She's she she does she does good work. All right, hood movie one, hood movie. I'm taking it to the hood movies. Okay, okay, hood movies. Belly or paid in full? Oh my god. Um. Uh. Well. Uh. I haven't seen paid in full. Never. Really. Yeah, never had the interest to watch it, but I have seen Belly, so Belly wins by default, although I will say Belly is, I mean, being that it's, it's a Hype Williams-directed film, it's, 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 it's really nice to look at visually, but the film has an incomprehensible... The opening scene, huh? The opening scene, and like pretty, much like pretty much as a whole, start to finish, it's actually pretty dazzling visually, but as a whole, the film has an incomprehensible plot, and... Oh my God! The, the, no, there was not one good performance in it. Nobody could act. Like, like for example, Nas. Like when he was married to T. Boz, and then apparently, like he, there was a scene where he was stumbling home after he got shot or something. He's like, "Oh my God, T. Boz, I got shot. Let's go to Africa." Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I'm down on that. <laughs> I'm like that's good. Yeah, and, and there was like a, and there was like a random scene. Right at that one, so I just thought it was. Yeah, yeah, and plus, like, there was a random scene in Belly with some random, like, homicidal Rastafarian, like, some people trying to invade his house. He's like, oh, you can't fuck with I and I, book, 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 and then he gets, like, stabbed in the back, I guess. Um, but but I will say, like, the, the, the one good scene, the one genuinely good scene in Belly was where DMX was, like, trying to assassinate that preacher, and that preacher had that really well-written monologue, which was actually pretty... Was that... Oh, Dr. Ben, Dr. Benjamin Chavez. yeah. Yeah, Benjamin Chavez. He had that pretty, pretty, pretty good monologue. I'm like, wow, this is actually the only good thing about this whole movie, besides the visuals. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, oh, and also this, 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 the soundtrack. The soundtrack was also pretty dope too. I, can, I can't front the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful had a good soundtrack, but I will say this. Um, I watched. Okay, Beautiful was definitely uh, based on a true story. Um, you know, Apo, Az, and Rich Porter. Not Az, the rapper, but. Yeah. The drug dealer, Casey. Yeah. And Alpo was actually, I ended up seeing a documentary mm-hmm. on the true story. Okay. Cameron actually kind of nailed that role. Really? He did. Cameron. Cameron, yeah. Cameron, of, of Dipset fame. Yes, I get computers putin. I get the boosters boosting. I get computers putin. God damn it. And he wore pink shirts too, for some reason. And I mean, I, I yeah, will. I, I mean, I, I will say though, Cam, Cameron, like, I won't front. Like, he had some pretty good albums back in the day. Like, Confessions. Oh yeah, of, Come Home with Me was amazing. Yeah, Come Home with Me was very good. That was the soundtrack of 2002. Like, I'm in my first, like, in my, like, it was like a soundtrack to like the the last semester of my high school and the first semester of my. Uh, undergrad at URI, so that was a that was one of the key key albums of my youth back then. Uh, also, um, SDE Sports Drugs Entertainment, and also that cornball ass cover he had for his first album, Confessions of Fire. God damn! 
Captain? Yeah. Blade or Spawn? Ooh, that is a good one, Afton. Ooh, I, I, I like that. I like that comparison. Now, I'm a Spawn fan. Mm. As you can see, well, all the way in the back. Yep. <laughs> I gotta go with Blade. Okay. Because of the simple fact that one, it wasn't the movie that Todd McFarlane wanted to give us. Right. Yeah. And with Blade, if you really want to, if you really think about it, Blade was what really paved the way for the MCU. Hmm. That is true. That is true. Like, not only the MCU, but also, like, Marvel film as, as a whole. Because, like, because when, when Blade was, like, the proof of concept, they're like, oh, a, a film based on a Marvel property can actually be good. And then, like, yeah. X-Men came out two years later in 2000, and that, like, pretty much took the, made, made the rocket ship take off. So, exactly. Yeah. And uh, B-Rob said, why don't you answer my DMs, Vic? I mean, I'm I'm on Instagram. I don't I don't see any I don't see any direct messages, man. I I don't see them, man. I'm sorry. I don't see them. Okay, go to your go to your DMs, and then at the top right hand corner, you should see something for requests. Okay. Yep. So right now I'm taking a look at my at my IG here. Um, Oh, oh snap! There it is. See, I, I'm, I don't, I don't really. Check. Okay, all right. I, I see, I see it now. I see it now. Yes. Um. Uh, I, I, I apologize. Uh, B, uh, B, Rob. Um, I, I'm not well versed in checking Instagram messages. I'm more of like a text, uh, person. But, um, but yes, I do have Fire Pro Wrestling World. Um, I usually like I like to simulate matches with like, just have the CPU go at it. Um, I have a bunch of uh, downloadable uh, uh, wrestlers, so yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Do we have any more uh, this or that? We can do like a couple more as we uh, as we are on our way to wrap up here. The Revenant or the Martian? Mmm, that's a good one. Both uh, 2015 features. Damn. That is a good one. Uh, let's see. The Revenant, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez and Yaritu. The Martian by Ridley Scott. Both adaptations of, of novels. Um, Martian by Andy Weir. Revenant by Michael... Michael something. I forget his last name. Oh, man. Both visually stunning films. I love the Revenant cinematography by Emmanuel Lubetsky. Um... If, but but if I had to choose one, I'm gonna go with the Martian. I'm gonna go with the Martian. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Martian because like I really loved uh, like how that story unfolded on on film. Like um, like uh, uh, is this an interesting uh, uh, concept? Like you know one one lone person stranded all alone in a in a vast uh, island or in this case Mars. And like I just loved like how Matt Damon's character used his expertise scientific ex- expertise to like get to like get his to like survive and you know get his way make his way off of the off of the planet um it was done in such a creative creative and unique way and it was uh, such an intelligent screenplay 
and, and the book itself, which I've, which I've read a part of, which I'm actually still reading, is very intelligently written as well. Um, um, the Revenant has strong performances, especially by DiCaprio, who won an Oscar for it, and Tom Hardy, one of his best performances I've seen. Um, but ne but they're both neck and neck in terms of quality. But um, I'm going to have to go with The Martian, just by a smidge. Just by a smidge. Now, now wasn't The wasn't the, um, the Revenant, wasn't that movie that basically did not use any lighting equipment, but uh, they actually shot it through natural like sun and moonlight? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, they mostly used uh, natural light throughout. Yeah. Um, and it, it was and it, on the other day too. Yeah, it's an incredible film. Yeah, it, it's gorgeous. Yeah. What's up, Kyle? You made us lose. Okay, Brian from Family Guy. This is from Abdon. Brian from Family Guy or Roger from American Dad? Oh, I got to go with Brian from Family Guy. Brian. Yeah, um, American Dad. I've seen a few episodes here and there, and you know, it, I mean, it's it's cool. Um, but Brian, for me, is like the, the, the funnier character. Yeah, Brian got women from Koha going bestiality. He did. He did. I mean, Brian uh, Brian had that A1 game, apparently. Uh, all right. Um, trying to think. Ooh, I have one. I have one. Go ahead. Uh, this was this is something I know that you'll appreciate. Uh, Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller or Prince's Purple Rain. There it is. Purple Rain or Thriller. You cost us the game, Kyle. Don't even try it. <laughs> What's he talking about? Call of Duty. Nah, it was uh, from the game from uh, Game Night Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh, but Carl, do you have a decision? Uh, just because it was a longer, well, ah, uh, damn, both landmark. Yep, both landmark. I gotta go Thriller. I used to memorize the dance. I'm still doing. Yeah. Not gonna, but. <laughs> hey, thriller uh, on the strength of Michael Peters' uh, choreography. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean the thrill is absolutely timeless. Um, but Purple Rain is also a a incredible as well. Um, I I, I do want to purify myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, but yeah, uh, playing basketball while making pancakes afterwards. You know, I came across a allegedly it was a picture from that night from that from that actual day. Mm -hmm. it, it's a true story. It's actually a true story. I can't believe it. Yeah. I laugh all the time. <laughs> yeah. Game. Blouses. Chappelle show or a living color? Oh my! I, I knew you were gonna. I, I was. I was actually gonna uh, introduce that uh, a comparison. Um, Chappelle show or in living color? Man, man, oh man. Um. I, as you all know, I, I'm a, I mean, we're both huge fans of In Living Color. Um, so many great classic skits and so many stars that were made from that show. Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx. Um, so many people went on to great careers. Um, uh, you know what? 
I'm going to go at Chappelle's show. And I'll tell you why. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go at Chappelle's show over in Living Color. As much as I like both shows, um, Chappelle's show, even though it had two official seasons, and it, yeah, it had a third, but we count the two. Um, it had two official seasons, but those two seasons real were, were were pretty much no were just spot on, absolutely top to bottom. Um, whereas in Living Color, like the fourth and fifth seasons had were, were pretty spotty in terms of quality for various reasons, like behind the scenes reasons. Um, but but they were still funny. They were still worth watching. So on the, oh yeah, so so on the strength of the consistency of quality of the Chappelle show that they were still like basically like damn near like nine out of ten throughout um whereas in living color sort of faltered towards the end i'll have to give it to Chappelle's show off the strength of that okay all right kyle actually had a good one the green mile or shawshank redemption Hmm. both stephen king adaptations um for me uh, oh yeah yeah stephen king wrote both of them um I'm a, I'm a, oh, for me, this one's actually pretty easy. I'm going to go with Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is, is an absolute classic. It, it's a masterpiece. Uh, Frank Darabont uh, wrote and directed an incredible film. Um, it, it's a film that, um, that it, it, it's, it's, it's embedded itself in, into pop culture, as, as well as like uh, some memes as well. That iconic shot of Tim, of Tim Robbins in the rain, you know, and it's like drenched on him as he escapes. Uh, for me, like I remember, I remember when I when when I was in a a, a, a rather like unfulfilling uh, relationship like many many years ago, and I posted that same GIF on my old Twitter feed, and it was like freedom, and it was a, it was Tim Robbins uh, in the rain, drenched, you know, soaking it in, and that's how I felt at the time. So that's what made me think of uh, of that too. But yeah, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, um, Bob Gunton, um, uh, uh, Clancy. Um, damn, what's his name? Clancy Brown. Great cast. Absolutely great cast. All right. Um, all right. Take us home a little bit. All right. All right, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think on it, let me think on it. Um, oh, damn. Before you go, after you just hit us with a good one. Okay. Living single or girlfriends? Ooh. Um, you know, I haven't really watched a full episode of Girlfriends, um, but I've, I've, um, but I've, but I've heard a lot of good things about it, but my heart goes with living single. It has to, yeah. Um, I, cause I, yeah. I, yeah, cause I remember when I was a young boy, I had a crush on Kim Cole's uh, Sinclair James, and and her and uh, over to Wakefield Jones. That's right, yeah, over to Wakefield Jones and Sinclair James. They were such a wholesome couple, such so goofy, so and so like wholesome and sweet that you just rooted for them. They were so easy to root for. Um, they, they were the, they were the couple that doesn't get any respect. I agree. I agree. Them is them and Cedric Jackie Robinson and Lavita Alize Jenkins. Oh, <laughs> the Steve Harvey show. They don't get the they don't get the respect. That couple does also doesn't get the respect they deserve. You know, I agree with that because they had really good chemistry. They had really good chemistry. They uh, did. 
Um, yeah, they they deserve more more props, um, and uh, and also too like you, you know looking looking back at uh, Living Single, um, I I also I also liked uh, Regine even though like she was too bougie for my taste like like here you had like you had like a a, a person like you, you, you like let me ask you something Carl you ever came across somebody who like who, who, who came from humble beginnings right. But then for some reason they they like they like had like these like highfalutin tastes and it's like dude you like you, you, you live in the inner city like why why are you talking about spending money on like Versace and Gucci and like all these name brand things like why are you why are you trying to be like like lifestyles that are rich and famous when you're like lifestyles of the of the of the poor and minimum wage like like really like really Regine are are we really trying to front this whole time but you know what. I will say this though, Regine had, she 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 had confidence and she had gusto, and you know what, that really takes you far in this world. But but she was too bougie and too high, too like stuck up for my taste in my opinion. But but you know that it was what it was. But you ever came across people like that in real life, man? Because like you, you, you can't stand them. Man. Yeah, right. Like you can't stand being in the same room as them. You know. And and it's like it's like come on man gain some perspective gain some humility man jeez, I mean I mean I, I just don't know I, I just don't know I mean judging by your story you know exactly who I'm talking about <laughs> I, I I I have I have no idea but um I mean you might be talking about maybe someone from UWO for all I know but uh, uh but I'm gonna just get him. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, living single. Uh, that's the show. Um, it, I it, I think I think it's still on Hulu. I gotta I gotta re up my subscription because I, actually haven't subscribed to it for some time. But I gotta I gotta re up on that so I can watch the episodes again. Um, but yeah. yeah. Take us home, bit. All right, all right. Let me think. Let me think on it. Uh, this or that to take us home. Uh, to wrap up tonight's proceedings. Um, okay. Uh, let me let me let me let me give this some thought. Yeah. You got them to cover or SBU. Hmm. Oh, which one? New York Undercover or Law and Order SBU. Oh, New York Undercover. I mean, the first three seasons. We don't count the fourth one. Because uh, when Eddie Torres died, they killed the show. So we don't count season four. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was a rumor. It was a nasty rumor that has no no credibility to it. Um, let me see. Oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a. I have a I have one brewing. Um, uh, let me think. Okay, here's here's a wrestling one for you. All right, go ahead. All right, WrestleMania matches. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Okay. Or the WrestleMania 26 match between Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, part two, career versus streak. Career versus streak. Okay. All right, career versus streak over Angle uh, Michaels, twenty-one. Yeah, just because of because of the stipulation behind it, there was much more on the line. Hmm. When which which 
the match itself created a much more better story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can I can I can definitely I can definitely see see, see where you come from there. Um, I would say and like you, you, and the and you got the you got the great payoff. You did. I mean, you you did have the great payoff. Um, although like and Shawn Michaels was true to his word, like he actually stayed yeah. retired, but then like he couldn't resist that sweet Saudi blood money, and he came back for that embarrassing match uh, between. Um. Him, Triple H versus Kane and Undertaker. That was. Yeah, well, you, he actually speaks on that in the Last Ride documentary. Oh, I bet he does. I haven't seen any of the Last Ride uh, episodes yet. Oh, oh, please do. Yeah. Please do. It's like you, you get an understanding of what he was going, like what he was thinking throughout, you know, the past, you know, few years, and then just then when he, the way they ended it, it's mm-hmm. like. You, it's literally like it's okay, Taker. You hmm. can rest. <laughs> that's how you feel. That's how you feel watching that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Undertaker, like if you ask me, like he should have retired like like a decade ago, but you know. WrestleMania twenty eight. WrestleMania twenty eight. End of an era. That's when it should have happened. I agree. Twenty eight would have been a perfect way to go out, but. But apparently he just couldn't resist, man. Um, and you know, like Undertaker, like he, if he keeps if he kept going at it, he would have been like Randy to Rand Robinson in real life. Um, yeah. But but yeah, like I would say like um like they're both they're both excellent matches. Like I would oh, yeah. say, like I would say like from a pure like um like hole to hole, bell to bell uh uh perspective, like from a pure wrestling perspective, I would say like Angle's Angle versus Michaels was, was the better match per se. But I would say that Undertaker versus Michaels at 26 was the stronger of the two because of all that uh, build-up and that history behind the two. Yeah. But you even still got, you, as far as pure wrestling, you still got that in that match as well. You did. You did. Yeah. So. Added on to that. <laughs> yeah. Taker and Sean took it. Taker and Sean got that. Yeah. But as far as like Kyle says, 25 was the better match. I can agree there. I can agree there. Like, for me, like I, I put them like both at uh, neck, both at the same level because it's hard for me to like say which one's better than the other in my for, for at least for me because they're both so close in quality. Yeah, twenty five, twenty five, still got it. Mm. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it for our this and that. Uh, so thank you to everyone in, in the in the chat that to get that gave us some really cool suggestions. Uh, we'll come up with some more. Uh, in the future uh, as we go. And uh, Carl, uh, tell the good people where they can find us. Everywhere. I mean, obviously, thank you for watching on Facebook. You find us on Twitter, on our Instagram. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review. Spotify, Google Play, or Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. SoundCloud. We're everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, enter like Google us, and you can pull up pull up our episodes everywhere. Um, let me see. Also, uh, we have uh, some other. Uh, we also have some other tournaments uh, brewing as well. Some other um, goodness and magic coming coming your way. Uh, yeah. Yep. 
so for the next tournament that we have, uh, which uh, which you know we won't we won't make any spoilers, but I'm sure like uh, uh, our audience will definitely appreciate what we have in store. A lot of lot of tough matches there too, so there may be some uh, there may be some bracket breakers there too. So yeah, be on the lookout for that coming soon. Um, let me see. Also, uh, to the UWO that's listening, um, the ultimate burial, according to Carl, is coming. We don't know when, we don't know where, but he says it's coming. And apparently, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, anything else, Carl? Uh, that's it on my end. I'm, uh, I'm finally just getting some rest and actually finally getting some rest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yep. So it that... was a busy weekend. Oh, happy yeah. birthday, babe. Awesome. Yeah. Ha- happy belated birthday uh, to Natasha, a friend of the show. Um, yep. So as always, thank you all. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerd.